Hey guys, welcome back to Cannabis in Conversation. So today I'm going to be talking about the dangers of stigmas in cannabis. Um, And I think this episode is long overdue. I think that the stigmas centered around the cannabis industry um, are extremely problematic. Um, And just to go ahead and nip it in the bud now, very much so racially motivated as well. Um, Now, just to be completely honest with you guys, um, like I've said before, I have been consuming cannabis for over a decade now. Okay. Um, it is a plant that really has people in a frenzy these days in a negative way. Um, I am in the process of expanding my content to YouTube and let me tell y'all, okay, they do not like cannabis on YouTube. Okay. Um, I have gotten a majority of a positive response on TikTok, um, and a little bit of a mixture with Instagram. So all the platforms are different, but I've, I've realized that although, There is an overwhelming support um, and community when it comes to cannabis, right? There's an overwhelming community of cannabis supporters, yes, but there's also a whole other community that is still anti-cannabis. And a part of that is centered around the stigmas that have been created, centered around cannabis use um, and people who consume cannabis, right? So I want to give you guys a a little bit of educational stuff here. Um, so there was a study done that, and, and these were the results, right? A study found that since 1990, the primary focus of the war on drugs has shifted to low level marijuana offenses, right? And by low level, I'm making the assumption that the study was talking about nonviolent crimes, right? Minor offenses. Okay. Now during the study, 82% of the increase in drug arrests nationally was for marijuana offenses, right? And we remember as children the war on drugs and the D.A.R.E. program and all of these things. And the primary focus always seemed to be marijuana. And I found that to be very, very interesting. Um, Even at an early age, I was always just like, but aren't there more drugs? (laughs) Aren't there more um, dangerous and harmful drugs out there? Um, and so this kind of leads me into my next stat. Um, African-Americans are disproportionately affected by marijuana arrests, um, representing 14 percent of marijuana users in the general population, but 30 percent of arrests. OK, I'm going to say that one more time. African-Americans are disproportionately affected by marijuana arrests representing 14% of marijuana users in the general population, but 30% of the arrests, right? And so the elephant in the room here is that most of this whole war on drugs and this anti-cannabis movement directly impacts the black community, right? And the war on drugs essentially was more of a war on cannabis. Let's just keep it a buck, right? But of course, they're not going to say a war on cannabis. They're going to say a war on drugs. And I find it interesting that there's this perceived war on drugs, but yet somehow you got tons of drugs and tons of things on the streets that are very bad for you, right? You got doctors prescribing legal drugs. Legal drug dealers is what a lot of these these companies are in the medical industry, right? They're giving out drugs that are just as impactful and just as harsh, but it's legal, Right. So this whole concept of war on drugs, I I think it's it's a lot of cap. 
It's a whole lot of cap. Um, and I think that it's more so a focus on cannabis. Just just my perception. Right. Um, now, also, we can kind of talk about how there's this specific stigma and stereotype around weed. Right. There's always this assumption that black people in general are the ones smoking the most weed. Right. We, we hear all the time. Oh, you know, all they do is, you know, they smoke and weed and blah, blah, blah. Most of the time, these are racially motivated comments. So let's talk a little bit about that. Let's talk about um, the fact that people somehow believe that the black community is the, the highest consumer of cannabis. Let's talk about that. So in 2018, the lifetime prevalence of cannabis use was lower for blacks than whites. Right. And of course, this is for adults over the age of 18. Right. However, black individuals were three point six, four times more likely to be arrested for cannabis possession. Right. So we can already acknowledge the fact that not only is the black community not the the highest user of cannabis, but we're also more likely to be arrested for possession. And again, that's why I say this goes back to racially motivated stigmas, right? And we're not going to dive into law enforcement and all that because I don't want to make y'all that mad today. But just understand that the black community is the one that experiences the bulk of the impact on this quote unquote war on drugs. Okay. Um, so I just wanted to throw that out there because I, I think that this is something that needs to be talked about more. I think we need to get out of the mindset that the black community is the, like, how do I say this, y'all? I'm trying to be filtered, but I'm also trying not to be filtered. I just don't like that people assume that black people are the face of this negative perception of cannabis. Okay. Um, and we all know and have heard different comments, especially if you are a cannabis consumer, you've heard people make certain assumptions about you. And I've even gotten comments where, you know, people will say things like, you don't even look like you smoke weed. And I'm like, well, what does a person who smokes weed look like? Like, describe them. Describe what they look like. And then you start getting the stuttering and the, well, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, because we already know what you're going to say. Like, we, we all know what you're about to say when you're, and what you mean when you say you don't look like you, you know, smoke weed. Um, and I just find it interesting that despite the fact that you have all these celebrities and rich people, you know, dipping their hands into the cannabis space, there's still these stigmas centered around, you know, laziness and, oh, you know, I've heard people say, you know, people who consume cannabis are lazy, you know, they stink. Um, unfortunately, I've heard references to locks and how because you have locks, some, somehow you are connected to cannabis and just a whole bunch of really strange things that always make me think like, where did this come from? And to me, it doesn't just go back to cannabis itself, but it also goes all the way back to this war on drugs, right? You have this war on drugs where ultimately black people are being targeted, right? And they're getting harsher punishment for possession. And I think that's crazy, right? You still have people who are locked up and incarcerated for nonviolent crimes um, over a plant that white people have their hands all up in, right? They're making tons of money, cashing out. And meanwhile, the black community is still 
taking a negative hit in this industry. And so it's just, it's very disheartening at times, I'll be honest. But I think that there's so many broad strokes and stigmas that ultimately have caused this mass incarceration of Black people. And if we can debunk and break down these stigmas, I think it opens up room for real conversation about cannabis. I think that we're at a place where we have to get out of just talking about you know, cannabis in a recreational way and talking about how, you know, we, we, we posted up with our friends and we smoking weed and all this stuff. And I even saw a video on Twitter of this new mom. She had her newborn in her hands and she's smoking a blunt and the baby is trying to, you know, swat away the smoke out of their face. And this baby can't be but a few months, barely. Right. And so it's, It's also stuff like this that makes it really, really hard to break the stigmas when you have people who irresponsibly consume cannabis, right? They're not considerate of other people, right? Um, They're showing up to events, you know, just reeking of weed, right? They're um, putting themselves in situations where they know that law enforcement catching you with weed and somewhere that, that it's not legal is unfavorable, Right. Don't put purposely put yourself in the line of fire because we already know what the deal is. Right. And and y'all know I'm in Virginia and it just recently became legalized. But let me tell you all something before that. And even now, even now with legalization, I am not riding around in the car with a bunch of weed. Why? Because I know if I get pulled over as a black person, it's up and it's stuck. It's up and it's stuck no matter what. And so we have to we have to move smarter and we have to have better conversations and break these stigmas because with these stigmas in place, people are not getting it. They're not connecting the dots. All they're seeing it as is, oh, you just want to do drugs and get high and be lazy. That's all they see. And so for me, one of my biggest goals outside of breaking the stigma is creating a new narrative centered around cannabis. Like it's not all just about recreational use. Right. And this is where we mess up. We're putting a hyper focus on the recreational side and nobody really understands the medicinal side and the business side. I think if we can start talking about that, then I think we have a really good chance of making people understand what what the deal is in the cannabis industry and why it ultimately can be a a benefit um, for us to kind of open our minds and understand that it's, it's not just recreational. Right. There's so many other things and and reasons why people are consuming cannabis. And I think once we can kind of start having those conversations, um, I think we'll be in a better place. I think cannabis needs new voices. We need new representation. I think the generations to come are going to make a big movement. Um, I think Gen Z is also going to be one of the key players. Um, But again, we need open minds. We need people willing to lead the way. And we need people who are not afraid to come out and talk about their experiences. And I know that that's difficult, ultimately, because we are not at a place where cannabis is legal federally. But we need people who are able to bring a new perspective. And we need people who are able to talk about their personal experiences outside of just recreational. Now, of course, again, on my Instagram, to be fair, It's more comedy based on my Instagram because that's what I find relatable to my audience on that platform. But on my LinkedIn, 
we get busy, right? We talk about, you know, cannabis news. We talk about legalization. We talk about new businesses that are on the rise. You know, I post a variety of content on LinkedIn to kind of let people know, like, this is not just about, oh, I want to smoke weed and get high. There's so much more to this industry. So I hope this was helpful, y'all. And I hope that, you know, you can take some of the stuff that I mentioned to you and do your own research on the war on drugs, And how the black community has become this negative poster child for this false perception of what people in cannabis are supposed to be or what they're supposed to represent. So thank you guys for listening. Um, There's so much more to come on this. Trust and believe. I have so much content lined up and I'm really excited about it. So make sure you guys subscribe. Um, Make sure you share with a friend who maybe they're curious about cannabis or maybe they want to learn a little bit more. Or maybe they just need a safe space to be able to think freely. This is what my podcast is for. We're having meaningful conversation. We're talking about cannabis and keeping it very light, right? So again, make sure you hit subscribe. Make sure you give me a review. Uh, Make sure you follow me on Instagram, Twitter, all platforms at Kayla, the CEO. I want to thank all my supporters and thank you guys for listening. And I will see you next time.